Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And Bridge MCP says, I am going to do what El Senor Michael Rodney normally does. She says, hey, PDR peeps. Okay, I am doing the plus one thing. So her first question is, why can't Biden sign an executive order to the voting for voting bill? The, the truth of the matter is, I think he can. I think from a legal standpoint, he can, and that the only, uh, the only other option the Congress has is to come and specifically vote out that whatever it is that he says, or for the, uh, or for the, uh, for the next president to overrule what he calls an executive order. So I think I am with you um, 100% bridge. I see no reason, absolutamente no reason, why Biden can't do it. You see, the thing about it, though, is uh, unlike Trump, Biden is going to be concerned that, uh, oh, they're going to call him a dictator. But, you know, when Trump wants to do things, he just does it, right? The thing about, the, the, the thing about Democrats is that they are too confoundedly uh, squeamish, and scared of their own shadows. Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Folks, I, there are quite a few of you here, but quite a few of you are silent. It's like El Senor Rodden say, I'm going to be checking out for a while and everybody hides. Come on, let's get busy and come on, folks, let me see your faces. Well, I'm not going to see your face. I know that. I'm going to actually do see you. Hey, all of you guys that are on, on YouTube live right now, go ahead and throw that, uh, that what, what is it called? Thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, please give me that like. If you are on Twitch, I understand there's not a good way to give a like on Twitch, but do whatever you can. Twitter, go ahead and follow Egberto Willies. Don't forget to follow Egberto Willies on Twitter. That is how we do it. How, how do we say it? That is how we get it done out here. That is how we get it done. Anyway, continuing with some Roberto Luis. Saludo mi gente. Politics done right. This is Sarah Sarah Bathy says, howdy face. Ah, you're going to show me your face, Sarah. I see that. I see that. And it's smiling. You see, we have happy people here. Look, we're coming on to a new year. And I am pledging, I am pledging that this year, no matter what's happening, I am going to make it a good year. Nanette Bird Smith, bienvenida, which means welcome going to make it a great year. We are going to make it a great year. We are going to be on the positive aim of things and saying we're going to have a good year. And all that negativity that's coming around that progressives are not going to win this time around, I want you guys to uh, do what we talk about here all the time, exponential progression, okay? Each of us have to talk to our own spheres of influence and not allow them. Peggy Lopez, como estas, amiga? Hi, all, she says. Hello, Peggy. Uh, we have to remember to tell folks, you be the change. Carl Cox. Man, you guys are coming out now. Democratic politicians are cowards, won't fight. It's according to Carl Cox. He says, GOP uh, politicians will fight for their masters. Mega rich and mega corporations, you have that right. And of course, it turns out that we have a... Uh, uh, one of those bots in here that I'm about to kill off immediately. The bot is now gone. He's blocked. This is not a, a person. This is a bot. So I just got rid of that bot. 
Bridge MCP says she agrees with Carl. I think all of us here agrees with Carl. Okay, well, how do we win 2022? Juan Manuel Rivera, saludos, amigo. ¿Cómo has estado? Welcome aboard. Uh, let me tell you something, guys. Um, again, if you are on YouTube, please give me that thumbs up now before we get started. And if you if you can have the wherewithal, click the join. But we're going to jump right into the interview. It's a, it's a sizable interview, but it's a think you it's from Carl Carl uh, Smith. I think you're going to like it. Let's get it started, and then let's talk afterwards. I did this interview this morning, and uh, I wanted to get it out because I think the more of us have the oomph for for winning, the better it's going to be. Tom C. Feliz Año Nuevo. You know what is so good about what you just did, Tom? You took the effort to go out there and not only figure out how to say it in Spanish, but also how to get the punctuation right. You have the exclamations, both the upper and lower exclamation, perfectly done. And you actually have the enye for año. Man, I got me the best peeps in the world. And of course, from Michigan, we just got into the house. Barbara Wilts. How you doing, Barbara? You know what? I'm going to hold off with the interview for about two minutes to see if I need to salute anybody else because I like to call my peeps out back at y'all. You got that right, Bridge. But, but let me tell you, Bridge says, hi, Barbara. Anybody else is in the house that wants to be named? Anybody in the house that wants to be named? Give me a quick message and I want to call you out. You know, I love you guys. And then otherwise, we are going to get right into the interview ahorita mismo. As in, right now. And I think you guys are going to like this, peeps. I know you're going to like this. Check this out and let's get busy. Welcome to another edition of Politics. I'm Alberto Willis, your host. We have a great guest as usual. He's been with us before, but he wrote a very important piece that we want to explore. And it, uh, I think we all need to sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to listen to some important information. Uh, Carl Smith. Carl Smith is an engineer. You know, I really like to interview engineers and their political perspective. He has a message uh, for the Democratic Party. He stated in his article titled 2022 State of Emergency, Democrats must sell the brand or we will lose. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Once again, Carl, how are you doing today? Very good. Actually, we all lose, not just we. You know, it's the uh, not just the Democrats will lose, but the Republicans will lose, too. Um, I, I, that, is these... so, that is so important because uh, you you sent me along with your article a message that of how people, uh, how conservatives or I should say right wing ideologues like Joe Wilson are campaigning. Let, I want to start there because I think it's important to see what they're trying to do to the psyche of the American people. So let's start there. Okay. Do you have that uh, that article? You want to pull that up, that little that little clip up? Yeah. Tell us what he's actually doing. Okay. So basically, what he's doing is he's you know, and, and what Democrats or or sorry, Republicans do, um, you know, constantly is in, and it's really against the brand. And no matter who it is, whatever Democrat, you know, we all basically um, come under this fire. Uh, you could be the most uh, you know, conservative Democrat out there, and they'll still call you a socialist or communist or whatever, uh, even after the um, or, or during the elections, uh, the runoffs uh, for the Senate in Georgia. I saw driving around, I saw these huge billboards, you know, with uh, Trump and socialism and, you know, just trying to basically, you know, uh, equate um, 
that you know Democrats are going to take your freedoms away and uh, and wreck the economy. The store shelves will be bare. You know we're going to leave all sorts of debt to your your kids. And Joe Wilson, so he he came out with a his newsletter here just a, a day or so ago, and and he calls it the Biden Socialist Spending Package. Um, so uh, this massive Biden supported Democrat passed multi trillion dollar build back bankrupt uh, spending package. You know, will saddle younger Americans with unimaginable debt and destroy jobs while Biden's policy or policies are uh, devaluating uh, retirement accounts um, and uh, uh, de devaluating, I'm sorry, uh, un you know, undermining Social Security and compromising Medicare. And it goes on, it's like uh, given today's devastating inflation affecting the pocketbooks of families. See, they, they point out a number of things that are really about kind of uh, uh, temporary fluctuations because of supply chain problems and everything. And, um, and you know, uh, if we had raised the minimum wage to a livable wage and then pushed up those lower, uh, lower end wages, you know, our citizens would have more buffer to these fluctuations. There's also fluctuations due to um, you know, due to uh, COVID itself and the supply or, or demand for product. And we had very low inflation last year. This year we have a little, a, a bit higher inflation, but that noise will go away. And, um, but they want to scare people with that. Uh, these are, these are permanent problems caused by the kinds of things that we're doing right now. And now the kinds of things that Democrats want to do. Now, in your article, you've made a very important observation. You say that too often, Democrats have a tendency to work on charisma, exploit, I mean, try to bring out their base at the time of an election, et cetera. And I think your theory is that, no, you have to be, you, you don't, first of all, you don't start on the defensive. You don't start with platitudes, but you hit it in the gut. And before we go into specifically, you know, people talk about capital, you know, they make us, they, they make Democrats look like they are anti-economic activity and they are just for giving things away. So before we get there, uh, I think what you're alluding to is Democrats need to get on the offensive. Am I correct? Right. And they, they need to go um, after all voters and not just the base and not just get out, you know, the um, new voters, which tend to uh, uh, vote more uh, Democrat than Republican and so on. Um, you know, we've got to go after uh, their base and those, um, you know, in the moderates and independents and, and so on, people that have been voting for Republicans, but given a better message and a message that they can relate to and a message that counters these fundamental arguments that we're socialists, we're just going to, you know, because no matter how much you want to do, you know, if you want to help somebody and want to, you know, make things better and all that, but if you just don't think you can afford it, then you're not going to do it. You can't do it. You know, if you think that, you know, so if their message wins, then, you know, then um, by not understanding, you know, and, and it wins when people don't understand a few basic principles. You know, about no, I don't want to go into those principles yet because you, you elaborate on those principles perfectly. And folks, I want everybody here to visit VoterEducationProject.com. VoterEducationProject.com. That is... Uh, the website created by Carl, and Carl gives a great explanation of how an economy, uh, how it should work, etc. And uh, he he still calls it capitalism. Uh, he and I will never agree on that, that terminology, but what he supports and what he wants is exactly the same thing 
that I want for uh, our society. And that's what we find very often that we have different nomenclatures, et cetera, but we all want the same thing, Republicans, Democrats alike. So um, before we get there though, Carl, I, I, because I, first of all, I want to let you know that I love your article. I think your article has a whole lot of insight that people need to read. So folks, again, go to votereducationproject.com. Very important for both my KPFT listeners as well as our online listeners to go visit that site and also um, provide whatever support you can at that particular um, website. Anyway, Carl, um, isn't it true that most of these uh, Republicans who are running and given all these false information, when, vote, when Build Back Better comes out, or even when all the other product, the other bills that were passed come out, haven't they been campaigning saying, we're providing this for our constituents and these being democratic initiatives? Sure. Um, and uh, I, I would actually add to what you said before about going to the website, go to, to the video section and there's a uh, video on how bottom-up economics works. So that's the one that's about 11 minutes, a little less than 11 minutes. That'll give you the fundamentals, you know, on how to talk to these, these other people. But yeah, the Republicans, when things are going well, they'll, they'll take credit for what they haven't earned. They will, they will misrepresent uh, what, what they do, and they misrepresent what we do. They take credit for what they haven't done. You know, and then uh, and then disavow anything that, you know the the screw ups, or they equate well the you know Democrats are just as uh, just as bad and and so on you know uh, as the Republicans you know so they'll they'll basically um, like I say misrepresent um, you know things and for a lot of voters it's just you know they don't get down into the weeds of you know how things work um, you know the economy works and all that so a lot of it just sounds like he said she said so unless we get into the fundamentals. Um, then, you know, and, and they're, they're pretty easy to explain, you know, in an 11 minute video, you can do a pretty good job explaining, you know, how this stuff, um, how this stuff works. And also we've got, you know, the reason I say, you know, that we've got to really go after this whole thing about capitalism, you know, and socialism, you know, is that they, they invest a lot of money. They, you know, that's what they think works. And it does with uh, about half the voters. So, you know, unless we're willing to go there, you know, if we, if we kind of shy away from that, you know, of defending this, this position and actually uh, taking on the lead in this, then, um, you know, they're going to continue to win those people. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of voters that understand the Democrat argument, it's the, which is more of a moral argument, but there's voters that are, they're more on the economic argument, and a lot of what the Republicans say sounds like it makes sense. So, you know, we have to show that, okay, it might sound good, but doesn't work and how. And we've said that before, but we haven't ex actually explained how. So the reason I, I go in and go ahead and take on, you know, capitalism, you know, fine. Well, we, we need to change it from this, you know, what they want to do is have socialism against capitalism. What we need to do is change it to it's rigged capitalism versus enabled capitalism that works for all of us. And, you know, that is why I am, you know, that is why, I mean, I still, when, when we talk, I, I, I don't sit down here arguing whether to use the word capitalism or not with you at all, because basically you come out with a, you came out with a project and you made a hell of a video. And that video was, I think that video needs to get a whole lot more uh, traction than it has right now. Because what you show in that video is uh, it's exactly how a, a free enterprise system is supposed to work. Now, you continue to use the word capitalism, capitalism, and so forth. Well, I'll, I'll give you that, uh, sir. 
but um, your, your, your theory as far as what an economic system should look like that supports us all is exactly what I think uh, we need to do. I, I, I think I would have a bit more social pro programs in there, but that's debatable as far as whether that it would defeat the purpose or not. I don't know. We won't know till we try. So why don't we take some time here, Carl, and explain uh, what you, your, the economic system as you see it. I think we talk a why don't you explain it? Not well, yeah. So, so they want to make it about uh, you know socialism versus capitalism, and and you know that that socialism is you know they're going to take your freedoms or we're going to take your freedoms away and leave the store, store shelves bare, uh, bare and everything. But the reality here is these there's there's investments that we all need. Businesses don't exist without you know healthy and educated people, and they don't buy those individually. They don't pay for those. Up front, they don't they don't exist without infrastructure. They don't exist, you know, without safe communities, community development, safety nets, um, and the research. You know, think about how many of our big corporations, or even you know, even the smallest businesses today, uh, you know, how many of them wouldn't exist without the investments we made in creating microelectronics and creating the internet and so on. These have paid back millions of times. You know, or I don't know what the number is, you know, what the multiplier is, but it's it's a huge number. The, the dollars that we put into creating microelectronics, <laughs> you know, our, our basic public, you know, one of our basic public investments has, has a huge, huge multiplier and payback to the taxpayer. So we, you know, and then also in educating. Uh, in, in 1800, I don't think most Americans realize that in 1800s, um, you know, a good part of it, 90% of our population was in poverty, 90%, you know, but then we started actually, you know, we, we, we created the K-12 education system, free education. Uh, we, we basically, uh, we had started building our healthcare system. We built uh, infrastructure. Uh, we we built, built um, you know, our safety nets, uh, the safe communities, community development, you know, we, we made all these basic investments and these things are critical conditions for businesses and most businesses to exist. Yes, a few, if you don't have those kinds of, uh, or those common investments, then yeah, some businesses uh, can exist, but most people are in poverty and that, that economy I, I doesn't want to, really work very well. Right, I want so, to stop you right there for one second, just one quick second and Carl, please keep your thought, but um, when you gave an out to some businesses that I think is undeserved, when you said maybe uh, there are a few businesses that don't merit from this governmental intervention, et cetera, my contention is that the mere fact that, uh, that everybody else get helped and that the everybody else that get help right. is then going to right. buy your product because now they are capable of buying your product, you are right. helped even if indirectly. Just wanted to make well, that. I'm, I'm, I, well, there's a difference between existing and doing well. Yes, right. those businesses, a little store might be a little little thing, you know, but it could be a, you know, real, it could be helping many more people have exactly. much, much more product. When when the population doesn't have money, right? <laughs> you don't have, you know, people buying the things that they need. Yes, they have right. a lot of needs, but they don't have the money to buy, you know, to, to buy their yeah. needs. If you look at third world countries today where they don't make these huge investments, you know, about 75%, you know, thir uh, you know 30 or 66 or two thirds to, um, to, um, to uh, three quarters of their population is in poverty. Right. So, yeah, if we want to, you know, continue and uh, Republicans, it's, you know, talk about taking freedoms. Okay. What kind of freedom do you have 
if you don't have your health, if you don't have education, if you don't have infrastructure around you to be able to do things, if you don't have the research that basically made, you know, discovered a cure for, you know, whatever you ended up getting and, and all of that or what you will get, if we don't, you know, if you don't have a safe community, if you don't have community development, you know, all of these things, if you don't have those things, what kind of freedoms do you have? So when we spend money on those things, yes, it does help people. And some people call that socialism. Okay, but socialism really in the ultimate thing would be government control and ownership of pretty much everything. So, all, all sorts um, of so this, is, this is really just enough of those common investments, whether you call it socialism or if it's socialism, it's, it's really for businesses as much as for people because businesses do not exist. So is it really... Is it, is it a necessary part of capitalism? And that's what I'm arguing. So it's, it's an enabled capitalism to be much, much more prosperous that then can benefit everybody, you know, versus, okay, calling it socialism, which because that sounds like government ownership, especially the way they define it for a lot of, in a lot of people's minds, that's government taking control of everything. These things called um, democratic socialisms, that's really a misnomer. If you look at those economies in Europe, that are called that, most products and services are provided by capitalism, by free enterprise. Okay, there's a there's but there's some things that are you know healthcare and education, other things, um, you know, college education, all that, uh, you know, is provided by you know by our common investments. And so when we pump, when we when we help people, when we invest in these things, and when we uh, make sure that we don't have we have the safety nets and everything to you know, to bring people up economically, are we only helping them? No. The answer is no. We're also helping the businesses. Business communities are arguing for, you know, they were arguing here in this pandemic, you know, that we need the stimulus or we need those payments to individuals, you know, to help keep them on their feet. It is amazing that you brought businesses. It's amazing that you brought that up because, you know, when you have somebody like Elon Musk, saying, oh, I'm not for Build Back Better when he when he benefited. You know, it, it's amazing. The businesses want all those the stimuli there up front. But when it is time to make some permanence to give people support, then they bought because they know, yes, it really means higher taxes, but higher taxes doing good. And that ultimately will do better for the company. You call those investments, um, by the way, um, Carl, BPIs, basic public investments. And I think you just did a great in, in example of how basic public investments are actually good for businesses. That's what you just explained right there. Now you have well, another- not, not just good, I mean, necessary. necessary. I mean, this- uh, Thanks for the correction. For that, that, that is a very important correction because good for and necessary, they're quite, you know, necessary is much, much more important than just good. You yeah, have do, another do, thing. Do you even have, do you even have a functioning capitalistic system, you know, at any kind of real level or right. what we would expect today without these investments? The answer you, is no. You're so, this so is right. not socialism. So if we basically get people to understand just a few basic concepts which are explained in the video, you know, then, then it's going to be like the Republicans, they'll, they'll say these things. But then uh, that sound good. Oh, we're going to give more money to job creators and, you know, we're going to get government out of the way and all this kind of things. Those things sound good, but uh, don't work. And then and, and but if people understand the fundamentals, they'll know that, you know, they'll say bullshit. 
you know, right. if it's uh, or, or BS or whatever. Right. You know, it's like if somebody tells you that you can put, because uh, you know a few things about your car. Okay, you're not right. an expert about you know auto mechanics. Probably maybe you are, but you know most people aren't. And yet, they can, you know, they can <laughs> they can operate their car. Uh, a fan, right. a farmer can basically have a good, you know, knows what needs to be done to have a good crop. Uh, you know, but if with your car, if somebody tells you 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 know put sand in the gas tank and it'll run fine, you know, you're going to say BS because you know a few fundamentals. You know, you know that that car is not going to work, you know, with sand in the gas, you know, sand in the gas tank. So if we just, if we, you know, educate people on a few fundamentals, which can be actually laid out in about 11 minutes. <laughs> so we're not, I mean, people learn more about their TV remote control and, and all that kind of stuff. They spend more time learning these things than what it takes just to understand a few basic principles about the economy. And, and, um, and then they'll know the difference between BS and good ideas. And well, you have another good point that you talk about called VAW, valuing all workers. And then you put it on your title, that creates customers with money. Uh, you know, I've always said that um, not because somebody is rich or not because somebody owns a business means that they either understand economics or that they have a hell of a lot of stairs. They just know what they want to do or they just know what they're doing. And not the, the, the indirect things from not valuing your workers is, is, a, is actually an entire circle, right? that workers aren't valued they don't make enough they, they don't spend they don't spend that business that depends on people who spend fails i mean they don't get it so speak a little bit about value all workers right yeah well and henry ford knew that if he paid his workers you know better now he didn't have competition at that point but you know but he wanted to show the world that hey even his own workers could afford you know this so he could have paid them crap and and had workers but he chose to pay them well, you know, and they could actually afford their, you know, afford the cars. And it, you know, it turns out most, um, you know, the, 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 the wage contribution to the price of, of, uh, of products and services is actually pretty small right. for most businesses. And we're not, then those prices should be, uh, should be higher. But, but basically, you know, so if you double the minimum wage, and by the way, from 1968 to, the, to today, the minimum wage would be about dollars uh if we had just in, uh, adjusted inflation so you know 15 and then the, the economy uh you know our, our prosperity has actually tripled in that time so uh you know where obviously none of it has gone to um you know the you know the hard working no you said i think people need to understand <laughs> that because you know we we talk a lot about transferring money to the wealthy and and that all the money is going to the top one percent and the way the republicans deal with that is they try to talk about wealth envy or that sort of a stuff which sort of you know make a poor person says no i don't want wealth envy i want to do it myself as well which in general the wealthy has done it themselves but what the reason i think that is important is for people to understand that uh the wealth the wealthy isn't that the wealth the wealthy are not these benevolent folks the fact of the matter that you just made a very important point on productivity productivity went through the roof meaning uh it took less people to make a hell of a lot more and to obtain or garner more capital and all that capital that came in wasn't shared by those who created a, a better productivity a better product all the folks to the top took it all and I think unless people understand the level of selfishness, the level of thievery that is occurring at the top, uh, they continue to think, well, someday that could be me. No, it's actually never going to be you.
Right. For, yeah. For 99.9999% of the people that right. won't, uh, won't work out. But a lot of that, you know, the, the, the greed and everything uh, that, that that's pointed out about corporations um, is actually just part of the, the, the system. It's, you know, the people um, are playing by the rules. And unfortunately, the rules um, are, you know, are basically so that you have to maximize return for the investor, even even if you're, um, you know, you're what's uh, called uh, what's called externalizing negatives. So, so like if you're kind of screwing up the environment, or you're killing a few customers, or killing some employees, or whatever. Well, if the cost of that, you know, the the lawsuits and all that kind of stuff is is smaller than the profits you will make, you're supposed to take the profits. You know, uh, to Hence. return those to the investor. So you externalize negative. There's no, a different you form. And there's there's a different form of governance uh, that gets into uh, you know having to meet the needs of you know being responsible to the needs of all stakeholders and not just shareholders, and, and that's basically the benefit corporation um, and benefits uh, or B Corp uh, certification and so on. So about I think about two thirds of the states now or somewhere in there have B Corp. Uh, you know uh, right. you're able to incorporate as a B Corp. As a benefit corporation, and uh, you know, if you want to look up uh, B Labs, or any, you know, any viewers out there, you look at B Labs and kind of look at what they're doing. But in court, you know, we could actually require, um, uh, you know, corporations in certain industries, maybe the the food industry, medical, energy, uh, to be B corps, and and you know, it's like it's it's the rules. So so then they they would be measured against how they treat their community, how they treat their employees, how they treat their, um, you know, their customers and, 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 and their stockholders and so on. So they have, you know, they have a, a whole metric system. And it turns out that uh, these corporations generally make, they do better than regular C-Corps uh, because their reputations are so much better. Uh, they, they create a lot more goodwill in their, you know, their communities. They don't, you know, they don't come in and you know, and take a bunch of tax breaks to come there and just leave at the first, you know, whenever they can move that plant to someplace else. And, you know, they, they don't, they're really responsible, you know, to them. And, I, and so I, I want to take you up, to that. I want to take you up on something that you just said, because you, you keep making these important points. And then um, I want people to centralize on these points. About three, about two minutes ago, you mentioned that these people that are abiding by these rules aren't necessarily bad. They're just playing the game by the rules. And I want to wake everybody to uh, the economists, what I call the new, the new, the latest daddy of capitalism known as Milton Friedman. And Milton Friedman says specifically that it's not the responsibility of executives in a company to worry about social issues. It's not the responsibility of executives in a company to worry about doing good for society. That's not their job. Their only job is to maximize profits for the shareholder. Henceforth, capitalism, as defined by Milton Friedman, the latest daddy of capitalism, says that the only thing that matters is the maximization of capital. What Carl is speaking about now is saying that doesn't work overall in the long run. And today's economy that's, that looks like it's doing very well. If you look at the aggregate of all the numbers, it looks great. But the reality is the suffering among so many proves right. that it doesn't work. Continue, Carl. I just wanted to expand on that because that was a very important point that you made there. 
Yeah, the uh, corporations used to have a sense of uh, stewardship, you know, toward their communities and their employees and, and that kind of thing. And But because of this push toward maximizing profit for uh, shareholders, um, you know, that that has gone away in the, in the regulations. And then, you know, a lot of the, unfortunately, the rich and powerful, um, you know, end up um, uh, rewriting or, or influencing uh policy mm -hmm. uh so then it just becomes more and more rigged and that's you know that's where uh reich uh, has a lot of videos and, yes, he and does. articles on robert reich on um uh you know on how the system is rigged you know uh by the rich you know for you know for the rich and so mm -hmm. it's not a fair system back in i mean we this was like in the 1800s when we had the robber barons you know right. so some of them you know there was there were people and companies that did extremely well but at the expense of almost everybody else, not absolutely. Doing you know, and and really, you know, even that wealthy class is actually very small. In a in a prosperous economy, there will actually be a broader wealthy class. There might be not be some of the some of the wealth, um, you know, uh, some of the top earners or whatever. You know, uh, they might not have quite as much, but they they do extremely well. You know, so we're not going to hurt them, right? Uh, you know, by and it's really and really a lot of these investments. It's not like you know th these things have to be put in context. Here, Joe Wilson he talks about oh four and a half trillion for whatever, okay. you know, and uh, you know there's, there's these aren't zero costs and and, and right. they have to be paid for. Well, when we actually do these investments, they expand the economy. They create a billion, you know, they they create a bigger economy. And that's three, you know, that four and a half trillion that they're talking about. That sounds like a lot of money. Oh man, that's that's it's just so much. We can't afford, afford but you look at ten years, yeah, that's right. going to be. Uh, and you know, we talk about well, that's over ten years or whatever, and. and uh, you know, but we don't actually talk about, and what the Democrats need to mention is this is actually the, the amount of money, the amount of economic activity over that time, okay, which is somewhere around, uh, you know, $250 trillion. Right. Dollars. It's a small and percentage. So, so $4.5 trillion doesn't really sound a lot in the context. Carl, they talk we're, about coming up, we're coming up on time here. Uh, so I, I have to, uh, I, normally the last question I ask is tell me something you wanted me to ask you that I didn't. But since I know you so well, I'm going to ask for you to do a better thing. And that is tell me what Democrats need to do in 2022, in two minutes, uh, exactly what they need to do to win it. My contention is that the media would have you believe that it's all lost. I think it is all there to win. Tell us, right. Carl, how to win. We, we have to go after their base. Trump showed uh, that. Um, you know, you can go into the enemy camp or or, or people that aren't voting for you and you can pull out votes. And if for every vote you flip, it's like two votes, one less for them, and one more, more for us. And a lot of people, they, you know, these these places are not monoliths. You know, husbands don't agree with wives and kids don't agree with their parents and all this stuff. So if we go in and message, you know, to all of these places and not, you know, not go, you know, not throw up a single voter, just not, not, uh, not ignore any voters. It's go after all of them with a with a message that can actually resonate with them. Not the more. I mean, you know, we can still make the moral arguments, but we need to make the economic arguments that these are investments that pay off. They create and save more tax revenues than they cost. So you know, we will pay for these. Like you know, yeah, a, a fair tax tax system will uh, help you know uh, boot uh, you know bootstrap these. You know, help kickstart them, uh, but we need to stop talking about well, how are we going to pay for such and such? 
and, and turn it into an argument of how we are going, you know, how we're going to kickstart these investments. So like for global warming, we don't have to come up with $35 trillion over the next 30, you know, 30 years or whatever to, uh, to pay for it. Or, you know, we have to go 35 trillion. That sounds like almost right now, you know, we have to basically kickstart it with a little bit. That's going to start generating more money, uh, more tax revenues and stuff. It will pay, you know, pay for it. So that in that 35 trillion sounds like a huge amount of money. It's in the context of close to a quadrillion dollars of economic activity. We need to point out context. So point, point out context, point out, um, you know, how these things explain how these things actually pay for themselves. And like I said, my little uh, 11 minute video or not even 11 minute video explains the, you know, the basics. There's a lot of basic messages in there. We need to start talking about, you know, basic public investments and, and let's let's go there. Let's make that full argument. And there's plenty of places for uh, for little uh, terms and all, all of that, um, you know, your sound bites and all that. But there's also a deeper argument. Look, folks, please visit votereducationproject.com, votereducationproject.com. Go to the video sections, play the video, listen to the video, watch the video, and share the video most of all. And How bottom-up economics works, that, that specifically that, that one, how bottom-up economics works. How bottom-up economics works. It is very, very important for us to start doing the job now, and don't depend on top the leadership telling you what to do listen to the grassroots people listen to the carl smiths of the world and to the a message to the democratic party i suggest you grab hold of carl smith as soon as you can because he knows how to speak to not only people in the south the north the east and the west but he has a canny ability to reach and touch everybody carl smith thank you so kindly for having been on politics done right I hope you had a Merry Christmas and you're looking forward to a Happy New Year. And hopefully we will have a, uh, a huge, huge disappointment for the Republicans. You know, they're gerrymandering all these, these districts. And hopefully we can go in and take out voters. And the, the voters they were counting on, we can take some of them away. Carl Smith, VoterEducationProject.com. Thank you so kindly. I love my people. All right. I think I have sound now. I hope I have sound. Oh, the sound is back. The sound is back. I forgot to turn it on. <laughs> Anyhow, folks, uh, thank you so kindly for, for watching that. Uh, Bridge MCP. Bridge MCP, of course, reminds me that it is time to ask you guys to go ahead and please subscribe. Go ahead and type politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Don't forget, if you are already on YouTube, just click that join button and you can become a part of the PDR Posse on YouTube. But alternatively, you know, we give you all kinds of options to really help us out here to keep this stuff flowing. Go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah, that sound was my fault. I forgot to turn, turn the, the, the mic back on politicsandright.com slash patron. But the best way, of course, is 
either going on a one-time uh, support or monthly support by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We appreciate whatever you have to offer to make sure we can continue telling the truth, make sure we can continue giving the story. And I ask you so kindly, get the books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. I guarantee you, you're going to get stuff out of those books. Now, if you want to know the catch-all, the catch-all to help us out here. In other words, what is that link that has all the different ways that we can help politics done right? There you go. Politics done right. And thank you for saying I look better now. Uh, the lighting, I know, was horrendous. It was terrible. But, um, you know, my folks had to get ready, all that good stuff, and I wanted to make it as pleasant and pleasurable as possible. Anyway, continuing with the program. If you notice what we had on the program, we said, it seems like... Somebody got Bernie pissed off, and it was one of the billionaires. And when I read it, I also got pissed off because I want you guys to see this. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen. And don't forget, folks, support the show. You know how to do it. Let me go ahead and see if I can get this onto the screen. Let's see if it's there. I think, oh, is it not there? Oh, we don't have a connection to the to that. Oh. Well, I thought I had a connection. Let's see, but I, I want to I want to get that connection done. But anyhow, Bernie, it burnt, there, there's a strike going on with the steel workers, and um, given the, the type of work, the type of stuff that you hear, uh, what's his name talk about Warren Buffett all of the times, you would think that Warren Buffett would be there, ready, half cocked and ready to support whom again to support the people. Well, it seems like he was not. And you know who called him out. Let me go ahead and get that link in here. I think uh, I think that's it here. Let's see if that does it for us or not. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. There it is on the screen. I figured it out in real time. Bernie Sanders, it says as follows. This is what it says. Let's go ahead and pull that up. It says, that's wrong. Sanders slams Buffett for refusing to side with striking steel workers. Thursday slam, uh, Bern, Senate Bernie Sanders on Thursday slammed billionaire Warren Buffett for refusing to intervene on the side of West Virginia steel workers who are striking to demand better pay and benefits for Precision Cast Parts, a company owned by Buffett's multinational holding conglomerate Berkshire Hathaway. When you have an extremely profitable, well-financed corporation owned by one of the wealthiest guys in the world, you know what? You should not be demanding wage cuts from your workers and cuts from their health care benefits, Sanders said, wrote on Twitter. That's just wrong. Sanders' tweet came after he sent a letter Tuesday urging Buffett, one of the richest people in the world, to get involved in negotiations between Precision Corp, um, Cast Parts and United Steelworkers Local 40 to ensure striking employees are treated with dignity and respect and receive a fair contract that rewards the hard work and sacrifices they need. And the reason, the reason this brought something back to me is I remember I had a, a, a soft spot, a soft spot for uh, Warren Buffett because he came out and said, I should not be paying less taxes than my, than my secretary. I should not be paying less taxes than all these people. True. So it seems like Buffett was wanting to be one of the guys supporting the little man well then make sure that all the comp companies that you are making a killing off of do their part 
you sit down in your, I know you live in a modest home, so thank you for not living in some mansion to expose your wealth. But still, you are living off of the backs of all those people who perk up Berkshire Hathaway. So please, Mr. Buffett, do the right thing. You implied that you weren't one of the other billionaires that just ripped off its employee. Prove it, as El Señor Bernie Sanders says. Uh, you can, Guys, I have the article in the blog. Just go ahead and read the article. I'll probably just cut this little segment out to go with the article. But everybody needs to call up uh, Bookshare Hathaway and tell them, follow your leader's word. Sign a contract with the steelworkers and stop trying to half-bake their salaries and their support. They need the support of us all. Anyhow, let me go to the messaging that you guys had over, let's see, Kay the Gardener. Hi, welcome to the Politics and Right, Kay the Gardener. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, we have another bot. Let me kill the bot. Bot's dead. All right, let's see what else we've got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Um, coming up, coming up. All right, let's let's go ahead and start reading what... Ooh, you guys have a lot of stuff. John Trott, welcome to Politics and Right. Carl Cox, Masticator, welcome aboard E2247. I don't know if I called you out yet, but you're here. Thank you so kindly for being here. Norman Reynolds, I know I called you out, brother. Norman had something to say. He says, question, given our country's dysfunction that is built in our current split in government and split in state houses, I think bipartisanship is an anachronism that is unlikely to return. If my expectation is right, how do you think we can change our government to prevent a continual tyranny of the minority so we can bring some substantial help for the poor and the middle class? Here's what it's called, um, grassroots. And grassroots mean, let's not make it a Republican and Democratic thing when we are going out there to vote. But of course, right now, it has to be a Democratic thing because, of the, because the Republicans have sold their souls. So right now... Every progressive has to be a Democrat for now. Julie Henderson, welcome aboard. So what we're trying to say, oh, well, thank you so kindly. Bridge MCP just gave us a super chat for $20. Thank you so kindly, Mademoiselle Bridge MCP. You know, when I get these uh, super chats, it's my responsibility to go ahead and say, we are going to get that on the screen because we are so happy when we pick up these super chat so i want to go ahead and get that super chat for the screen thank you so kindly bridge um anyway folks as it turns out as it turns out we have to norman has a very important question or, or statement okay and I, I want to address it directly norman is pointing out that the reality is it is anachronism it, it is no longer functional this bipartisanship that we're talking about. So how do we get around it? How are we going to really start to say we can still have uh, progressives do what progressives need to do, etc.? I have the answer. The answer is simple. And by the way, I need to read. Breed says, for all your hard work while helping Ashley, the Wonder Woman and future doctor. Bridge. That's why I love you so. Thank you so kindly for that statement, Bridge. It made my day. You made my day. Um, thank you. Uh, that's touching. Um, see, when I tell you we have wonderful people, uh, the kind of support we've gotten from the Posse is just outstanding. 
very just outstanding thank you so kindly let me get bridge up there real quickly you know i like to salute all the folks that are always helpful to our show and i am doing it right now i got her lined up there is our dode thank you bridge got you right up there thank you so kindly for that anyhow so here's what we got to do folks we have to be cognizant of what norman says it's anachronism it is it is so next election what we have to tell everybody you got to go out there and bust your butt and elect i don't care if there's an incumbent running incumbents that prevented us from having build back better in the fashion that it needs to be are immaterial therefore please campaign support and donate to those progressives that are running and work your butt off to get them to win the primary and after they've won their primaries we have to work our butt offs not only to convince democrats to go out and vote but we're going to go and talk to everybody that we see hey do you need this would you like a candidate who's going to do this and when they say i ain't voting for no democrat we say please vote for this person this is what this person is going to do for you. it's not going to work for everybody you're going to get thrown to the to the ground sometimes I remember being in Starbucks talking to my conservative brothers and sisters. Some of them just thought I was nuts. But everybody eventually started to listen. And then some started to change. There are, I, I, the quick two stories that I always tell for those who are, haven't been here before. I got a slap, a back, a slap on the back um, at, at the gym just before the pandemic. And a guy, Republican, very strong Republican, come to me and he says, I'm going to make your day. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said... I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for any Republican or whatever. I'm voting for your guy. And he told me that in 2016. Come 2018, another one at the gym. I can't do it anymore. I'm voting for, I think it was, I don't remember who it was that he was voting for in our local elections. And he said, I'm done. I'm done. And then he wanted to say, but I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I'm not, I'm not a crazy lefty like you are. But I'm going to make your day. That's who I'm supporting. And I think I've told you guys a story about the woman in Starbucks. And, and, and I can tell you story after story. I, could, I told you the story about the guy who hated immigration. And after I asked him to do some research, he came and slapped me on the back. And he says, Egberto, this is what I believe in. I said, write a blog for me. And he, I thought he would say no. And then I said, okay, write the blog. I'll put it in somebody else's name. Nope. You can, I'll write the blog and put it in my name. And he said, of course, it's going to be immigration the Republican way. Hey, that's a start. And he did it. People, you have power. Every one of you listening to me right now, you have power. What they depend on, they de first thing I did when moving before anything was register to vote. Thank you very much, Bridge. E2247 says, in the center of the earth, and they, okay, I'll read that one another time. <laughs> E2247. But anyhow, so the one thing you have to remember, everybody that's listening to my voice right now, is you have power and you have agency. The idea behind the, the Republican orthodoxy is to beat you down so hard that you don't even want to get up and try. They want you to believe things are a foregone conclusion. And what politics done right and, and organizations like what we do here are here for is to tell you, don't buy it. They know that because we have better policies, 
If we do not lose our hope, if we do not allow ourselves to be bullied, if we go out there and go toe for toe, policy per policy, in talking to people, you, not me, you will make a difference. Whether you're doing it on Facebook, whether you're doing it on Twitter, whether you're doing it, I want you to be doing it flesh and blood too, with a mask on. Because I tell you folks, Busting your spirit is what they need to do. They have to do. Maywood, welcome aboard. They need you. Exactly, Bridge. Divide and conquer. So I have an ask for everybody. Please. Use every influence you have. Social media, in person, and everywhere. Forget about peer pressure. It's, if you, it, it, you always have your friends here. You always have those who love you and support you right here as part of the PDR Posse. So don't fear going out there and ruffling a few feathers. Go out there. Everywhere. Let me tell you what I used to do. I, I would hear, I would sit down in, in a coffee shop, Starbucks or any other coffee shop. And if I hear somebody talking stupidity about how crazy liberals are, etc., whatever, I will go and civilly get into the conversation. And I would ask questions. I would ask questions. Believe it or not, Bridge, I have 60-year-old friends who still are succumb to peer pressure. So I would get it, I would butt into their conversations gently. I make them like me. Okay? And and, and I'm serious about that. Some people are like, ah, oh, you're pushing yourself on them. You're just trying to be liked. And I say, Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be liked. I'm trying to be liked. Because people are gonna listen to somebody. They like. I'm not ashamed to say I'm trying for a person number one, number two, number three, and number four to like me. But I want them to like me for a purpose so that they will listen to me. So I would butt into people's argument. But I wouldn't do it in a way like, oh, you're stupid, you're wrong. I'll go in and like, ma'am, um, why, why do you think that? And then, then they'll say X, Y, Z. And then you, all of you guys know I have a wife with Lupa. So a lot of times I would use it as, a, as an excuse. So I would say... Um, you know, um, ma'am, I have a wife with lupus, and I also own my own company. And you know, I couldn't get insurance and X, Y, Z. And you know what saved me? And they'll be like, you know, first of all, the shock of somebody just coming and talk to them. I'd like, you know what saved me? You know what saved her life? Uh, the Affordable Care Act. Had we not had that, we couldn't get it. And it'll take the person aback. A lot of times they'll say, yeah, but they could have done that for her and not for the others. And I'll say, uh, but ma'am, uh, how would we accomplish that? And by the end of the conversation, they won't necessarily completely agree, but I would put a thought in their head. They wouldn't be so obnoxious to the thought of somebody using governmental control to do things, right? And some of them will outright say, why? I tell you, the, the best one that I've heard was when one woman told me, why didn't I ever hear this before? To which I said, what news station do you watch? And then she said, you're not going there, are you? And for me, it's like, no, ma'am, I'm just saying that if you haven't heard that, you should, be, you should be suspect of the stations that you're listening to. I'm not trying to be rude. And then she paused for a while. And, this, and then she says, you know what? I guess you're right. But the way that it was done was not to call her an idiot. 
or call her a fool or gullible, although many of us would kind of feel that kind of a way. So that's where we're at. We are coming close to the end of the show. Please remember, folks, please go ahead and if you're on YouTube, click that join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. We do need your support. Uh, if you're not on YouTube on some other channel on podcasts or whatever, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. You can also do politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Uh, by the way, those of you who support us on PayPal, I just, uh, like I told you before, we get the best bang for the buck when you support us monthly at PayPal, but what, you know, we, we, we want them all because we want to have several different sources of income in, in case some of them go under like sometimes it has before. I think I gave you all the story about when Google changed the algorithm, when we had to go to a subscription model because of the algorithm change. I get our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. And if you want to find all the different ways of supporting us, politicsandright.com slash support. Guys, you know I love you. Uh, um, for those of you who are not going to be here tomorrow, Happy New Year. I'll be doing two shows tomorrow, both at KPFT on air, as well as here on the internet as well. So we, you, you get two blasts, one at kpft.org and of course one at politicsandright.com that slash TV or at YouTube or at Facebook or all these other places. I really couldn't do this without you all. You all make the show. You all are the face of the show. You all give me stories for the show just like Bruce did yesterday. Many, many Bleach has given us shows before. Uh, many of you have given us shows before. So thank you so kindly for all that you have been. Nanette Bird-Smith says, Team Ashley Strong. Team Ashley Strong, Nanette. Absolutely. Team Ashley Strong. Thank you so kindly for the support that all of you have given us while here. The, the, uh, the, the moral support, uh, supporting uh, the studio that you guys built. I call this your studio. You built the studio in my daughter's tiny apartment. Um, you guys are simply wonderful. 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 And I couldn't ask for a better audience. But what I want you to do for me is spread the word. Uh, I would like more live viewers. We don't have the best time, but I'd like more live viewers. We have thousands of after-the-fact viewers, but I'd love to have more live viewers. But you know you, you guys have my heart, so I'll always make sure to answer your requests, etc. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.